ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Relationships Rule, the podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I have a wonderful special guest today. Her name is Melanie Richards. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Thanks for your warm welcome, Janice. My pleasure. I was just going to share a couple of things about Melanie's um, uh, genius to my audience, and then we'll dig in. Melanie is a collaboration strategist who specializes in business attraction, event success, and team building strategies for inclusive organizations and teams who love to solve problems for all cultures, genders, and generations. And she's a puzzle. She loves puzzles and games. I didn't know that about you before I read this. I do too. So that is awesome. And um, that has um, actually that filters into, I think, the um, her brand in a way. Right. Because you. Yeah. We'll talk about that after. OK. Um, and uh, I met Melanie through uh, some LinkedIn um a LinkedIn group that I belong to where, you know, we always have to keep learning. And as a LinkedIn trainer, I like to learn from my mentors as well. And Melanie is in this group and we took it offline and had a conversation and that's how it all starts building relationships. And so um, Mel's Melanie, do I call you Melanie or Mel? You can call me whichever you like. My, I know, my, my came, friends call me, my friends call me Mel, whichever is most comfortable. I know that for just you. came to me because your brand is B, the num the the letter B, be visible with Mel. And I'd love to start there. Tell me about that. Tell me what that stands for. Be visible with Mel. How do you help your clients? So it's started out originally, I was a promotional products, uh, gifts and incentives were the industry that I was in. And mm -hmm. December would be 30 years in that industry. It got yeah. really crowded. And at a conference, someone said, add more things or you're going to be out of business. So I started adding workshops, helping others learn to earn so they could flourish. Be Visible with Mel is my third incarnation. It's my reminder to stop playing small. We do this sometimes in the process. We can help others light up their business. We can help them showcase how they solve problems so they're not the best kept secret. It's the reminder, the encouragement to others to show up. It's the with part has to do with the community. I love inviting people in to come hang out, come play, hang out thus at events. Mm -hmm. And the mill part is the reminder that we need to show up as our best selves in every relationship at every instance, whether it's an introvert day or as I now say, I'm I'm a trained ambivert. You know, okay, but yes. I think I am too. I like that. That's a good term. I might have to borrow that. I used to be completely extrovert, but as I've gotten older, I think I've become more introverted, if that's possible. I don't know. I don't think I ever was an extrovert. Mm -hmm. I happen to be the daughter of a scholar. So you had to be prepared as the teacher's kid. You yeah. know, to to kind of raise your hand. Yes. Uh, but I was always really comfortable with that quiet seat in the corner mm. from which I could see the entire room. Yeah. And I think that was just from 
you know, being born and raised in New York, born in the Bronx, yes. that explorer lens of exploring cultures, conversations, that that's what that's what I think kind of gets me out of the corner more now. Well, I certainly didn't think of you as an introvert when I first saw you online and in the group that we were in. So that's really interesting if if you see yourself, you know, a certain way. And it, it's I think it's probably um, it's probably true of me as well, because sometimes, you know, people see you. And then a certain way and you maybe get to believe that that's who you are, but really it isn't like it can. Yeah, it's a whole thing there. Um, and I know that you have gotten involved in this movement of positive intelligence, which I've been hearing about over and over the past year from different people. Can you share something about that with me? Because that must affect how you play big or small as well, right? It definitely is. Um, from being in the event space, I was hanging out with uh, people at the Society of Human Resource Management with the SHRM people, the HR people. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I got introduced to emotional intelligence. Yes. About 18 months ago, I was in a clubhouse room and one of the uh, moderators was talking about positive intelligence and how we have saboteurs. It turns out we have 10 kind of saboteurs, um, that may uh, pop into our daily interactions, whether we're ah, aiming for larger projects, whether working on bigger clients, that kind of uh, negative uh, negative self-talk, I guess is the best way to put it. It was, and I loved it because the person who presented it mentioned positive intelligence and didn't mention it as a way to identify our inner critics. I think if they had said that, I think I'd have run. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's the reminder underneath it, positive intelligence. There are 10 saboteurs. Mm. Probably our biggest saboteur is the judge. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, old enough to remember Flip Wilson and the little, you know, the little uh, sitcoms, here come the judge, here come the judge. Yes, yes. But positive intelligence is a way to help us kind of increase our performance, our wellness and our relationships. And as a relationship builder, that was the part that really caught my eye and attention. Um, dad has vascular dementia. And the day that I saw a positive intelligence graphic, he was trying to argue with my mother and my brother. And I knew that they were frustrated. I could hear his frustration. And I was on the phone, 150 miles away. And I said, dad, I need you to imagine that we're all here to help you. And I need you to imagine that, even though you don't think that they're trying to help you right now. I said, can we ignore that little voice that's telling you they're not here to help you right now and start from there? And my dad says, I'll think about it. I said, can I call you back in five minutes and I'll give you time to think about it? Cause it sounds like you need some time for yourself. And he says, yeah. I called him back in five minutes and my dad was in the most amazing mood. Oh, he thanked me for reminding him and encouraging him not to listen to the inner voices that were helping him feel isolated. And that really, from wow. a personal perspective, oh, that was the day I really saw the power in it. And wow. then I applied for the next cohort. 
So, you know, they have cohorts of coaches and you can join it, whether you're, you know, learning it just for some tips to help yourself with your own performance wellness relationships or because you want to help others increase theirs. So it's great personal development for sure. It is. There's also a book by Shirzad. Um, It's been out for a couple of years. They do a lot of corporate trainings, a lot of personal trainings, but I just loved it because it's some more, it's more tools in the toolkit. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. And, and I know that, that you, I think I resonated, you resonated with me because we're all about relationships and connections and talking to people. And, and I think you are about creating connections to scale, correct? And And so whether it's online or offline, so talk to me about how you would do that. How do you teach somebody how to create connections to scale? So the first way we start is by asking what kind of connections you're trying to build. Okay. And another way is scale means so many things to us, weights, measures, systems, balance, growth, you know, um, to, to kind of play with it, if, if, if you did, if you had a blank sheet of paper and you just made some quadrants and mm-hmm. maybe one of them had connections on it and another one had scale. And maybe you're looking for podcast guests. Maybe you're looking for people to come to your brick and mortar store, or you're about to host an event or a launch, or you're in network marketing and you're trying to build really strong, vibrant teams, mm-hmm. whether you're doing it in network marketing or business. <clears throat> But creating connections to scale just comes down to five, what I call critical elements. It's an acronym called SOARS, S-O-A-R-S. And it's how could we come up with a system that helps us in person, online, or both Mm -hmm. to kind of help us fly as we approach an intersection. So the S is the first critical element. It's style. The second critical element is opportunities. The A is for approach. And I know we're talking about relationships, but the R is for risks. Risk? You say <laughs> risk. Yep. And make them yeah. plural. Oh, risk. And the, yeah. second, yep. and the second S is for strategies. And really, each critical element kind of can stand on its own, but when we mix them up together, they come up with what I suggest others do, which is kind of create your perfect blend, kind of to raise up. It's part of the elevate my blend training that I was talking about Mm -hmm. in in terms of how do we raise things up? We we have days where we don't feel like showing up as introverts or ambiverts or extroverts. You have days where maybe you're a little bit in a shell or you're approaching building a new relationship or waking up a sleepy one, it can feel really feel daunting, but the elements are a way to kind of play with your blend. So you've got more tools in your toolkit that you can pull out, test, relax, share with other team members also who are trying to create connections and they need to do it in their own way without feeling icky. Mm-hmm. So I love this source. Um, so when you're working with, so 
Give me an example of a client for you. Is it an individual working on personal development? Is it a business, a small business, a, a larger business? Do you uh, go in and, and um, work with the, a team in, in an organization and teach them how to build relationship? All of the above. It can okay. be one-to-one mm-hmm. on a private basis. Mm-hmm. It can be in a group coaching setting. It could be in a customized team training where the organization has hired me to come help a team with some specific goals. A good example is uh, a financial services company who we're working with. They had set systems for when they were always working live and in front of audiences. Now as their client base and their contact is more remote, it's less, less intimate. It feels to them a little less personal. And at the same time, they were expanding their team. So their team went, they kept adding on more and more people to prepare for live events. And one of the challenges we found for the team was a couple of team members were new. They didn't really have their system down yet. Mm-hmm. Then you have the stars of the team who are appear to be the extroverts, constantly building relationships. And they needed to meet in the middle, kind of come up with a language and a system. And for lack of a better term, with a playbook that they could use, whether they're at an, a live event or an online event. And they were starting to host many conferences and workshop series, but they didn't really have an updated plan. So... Creating connections for them is about slowing things down. What's happening? You know, when somebody steps out of the room, who picks up their role? Mm -hmm. What's the playbook? Um, If you're online and someone's camera is off, is that a person you encourage to turn on the camera or do you respect that they maybe have something going on or they're driving? And the same way when it happens with a team member. So With teams, it can be a little more complex because you have team leaders, you have different levels of management. But what I love is working with the person who was hired last month and with the person who's been with the bank for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just just take that example for a second. You talked about um, the sort of etiquette online versus it being different to connect with people um, than when you're in an in-person event. It's totally different. Um, and for someone like me, who I, I feed off my audience, okay? So if I'm teaching live in a room, I'm paying attention to the audience and I'm trying to engage them because I can visibly see them. They can see me and I'm looking at, you know, in, um, including them in the in the conversation, so to speak. When you're doing a, a presentation online, you've got all of these things to deal with, like the black screen with the person's name on it, and trying to get an energy level that that includes everybody. But you're stuck because you you've got there's that hand going up. You've got too many. Um, uh, black screens that you're looking at and you said you know to decide whether to encourage them to come on screen or not and respect what they might be doing where does that become etiquette that you come onto the screen and not show yourself 
So if you're going to the meeting, I mean, I know if I have, if the phone rang and, and, and shouldn't have, but it did, I would quickly go off camera so I could go away and deal with it. And you wouldn't see it all and distract you, you know, if that was me in the audience, but you're still, you put that meeting in your schedule. So are you going to be present? That's, I think the opportunity here and the opportunity when you're showing up in person is you're receiving an immediate response, energy surcharge. You're seeing hands raise. Um, you're seeing smiles. You're seeing, you know, uh, somebody come in the back and they're waving. You maybe have somebody who's helping you take time. You're part of a team live. And I think to really be successful when you're doing that online is you need to approach it the same way. Online, you need at least one other person in the room, in your case, who's just there for Janice. Mm. And that person is there maybe as your table setting, as you're preparing for the meeting. Yeah. And, and that person's there to kind of, if it's not a Janice high vibe day, <laughs> they're there to take some of the tech off of your hand. Yeah. Maybe it's the reading. Maybe it's the keeping the eye on the chat. Um, maybe it's the reading responses. Um, maybe they're maybe they're doing your slides, but let that other person be there to help you elevate as part of elevating your brand blend to elevate your energy. And I think that's the difference. I showed up at a, a, a presentation for aspiring entrepreneurs that was sponsored by a local chamber. Uh, a small business, an SBA office, and a library. It was a real mix. They were trying to help a wide variety of people. And we were there just having a simple conversation about creating connections. And really different levels. One person had been in business for 10 years. She was an established coach. And everyone else was either unemployed, dreaming of a business idea, and they had never attended a networking event. Wow. They didn't have business names. It was everybody kind of at every different level mm -hmm. and that creating connections. There were 16 of us, nine people had their cameras off when I started at the end. Yeah. Two people had their cameras off and they had both turned their cameras on and then back off. One was had had a uh, was taking care of their child in the background. Yeah, fair enough. Another one acknowledged preparing dinner. It was dinner hour. <laughs> so she's in the kitchen. Yeah. I, I think what it is sometimes is people want to see a reaction. We want to see each other's eyes. We want to see somebody raise their hands. You want to see somebody wave. I think it's important to bring our energy and kind of raise the vibe in the room for those who aren't feeling it yet. Let them know in your case, this is why I came to hang out with Janice today. And when you leave, this is what you're going to leave with. And when we leave, if we haven't had an opportunity to speak in chat, mm -hmm. or if you haven't had a chance to raise your hand, please contact me afterwards. I would love to meet you and support you in whatever way possible. Mm -hmm. I, I think I, yeah. the challenge is the balance. We're looking for the same things to happen live and virtually. And it's a mix. Yeah. And, and that's really why I keep saying about you, the blend, whether it's yes. Janice's blend, whether it's Mel's blend, whether it's your listeners blend, mm -hmm. 
figure out what that blend is and, and keep mixing it up to keep yeah. it fresh. That's great. Keep it. Yes, of course. Uh, Cause I love that you, um, you have on your LinkedIn profile, elevate your blend training, coaching, and speaking, you know, multi-generational alignment and elevate your blend training, coaching, and speaking, um, elevate your blend. Yeah. It, it's, it's unique. I think it's good. I like it. Um, I, I sometimes wondered if, um, if me being concerned when I see a screen of a lot of um, black, you know, black uh, squares, and then I see people that are on uh, showing themselves on camera. Um, I just feel sometimes I get bogged down in um, the etiquette of it. It's it, to me, you know, like you come to the meeting, you booked it on your calendar. Now come and be present, you know, otherwise you maybe like for me, I wouldn't attend one if I couldn't be present because I wouldn't be, it would be a waste of time. Right. Cause even though you think you're listening when your camera's off, you're not generally speaking. You, you can be. And here's the one thing too, if I'll, give a, a great suggestion. My brother's working from home and he was invited to a meeting. He's working from home. He's one of the few people who are working from home and supporting family members. And he, he's, he's got, he's got a little puppy in the corner. Yeah. You know? And he's, you know, attending the meeting from a studio. So when he attends a meeting, as his joke was, I'm working from home. I want to make sure I am showered. I am shaved. I am fresh. You know, the, the backdrop is perfect. And I think we're so used to showing up fully present in an office dressed to impress mm. that people have that same expectation online. And I've been in the online space for a while. And I think what people laugh at is I'm like, bring your dogs. Uh, turn, turn, turn on, turn on your sound. I want to meet your cats. How many dogs do you have? How yeah. many children do you have? I, I, I met a woman and she's apologizing because her two sons were there. They were adorable. It wasn't Halloween and they were dressed up as superheroes. <laughs> one was Batman. One was Iron Man. Love it. And one was telling me how he was going to audition for a role. That energy just can really lift you up. It can also the, build that connection. Yes. Uh, very so much, but seeing that and including the kids and whatever, I mean, yes, I mean, there's a time and a place, but make them feel not uncomfortable. I, I think is what you're saying as well. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Or uh, invite them and ask people in the invitation. I'd please, please turn your camera on if possible. Yeah. yeah I'd love, to, I'd love, I'd love to see your faces. Um, you know, I encourage people to come to an event and we have a toast. It's a smiles across the map. People toast with their cameras on. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. That's so cool. You are um, a light though. I just felt that when I first met you, look at you light up now. Um, you are also um, writing your first book. Yes. I'm so excited for you. Tell us what it's about. So the book came out of a presentation. It's called Brave conversations about the undiscussables. Love what it. I learned in the process of doing multi-generational work and 
hanging out with people of, of assorted cultures. I'm the girl from the Bronx. So from the beginning, multicultural, living in the Bronx in New York is kind of like being born in the UN. You, you're able, you're used to the different languages, the different energies and to learning about people and exploring. And my book, Brave Conversations, there are times where we're not always comfortable. And in the process of helping clients create conversations, it was a reminder sometimes there's some conversations we need to have, whether, as I mentioned before, you have family members helping them age in place. Uh, we now have multiple generations living in homes. Yeah. Uh, one of my clients was a group of gentlemen, and they were trying to attract women to stop by their trade show booth. So women of all ages, of all generations, and they're like, we're four guys in a booth. How in the world do we get people to stop? So part of it is brave conversations with with privacy, with space when it allows, um, with respect, um, with kind of alignment. And sometimes the brave conversations can help us inspire each other. Mm -hmm. They can help us, you know, notch up a relationship. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a combination of some personal and some professional stories. And at the same time, one of the things that inspired it, I was going through a season before of kind of extended season of gratitude, grief, and growth. Mm. And that really led to the book, some of those conversations that were happening. Well, I can't wait to, to, uh, to see it and to read it. So are you hoping to get that done this? If you have a deadline? It is definitely a third quarter project mm -hmm. for this mm -hmm. year. I mm -hmm. have a publisher who has my book outline and started recently working with a writing coach because I realized I needed to have some brave conversations with myself <laughs> to write the book. So I'm, I'm ready now. That's, that's <laughs> Because I, as you I, would say, it's not always, we're not always positive. We'd always show up with that incredible energy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I now know who the book is for, so, which is great. And you're being brave. I love that to, to step out and do that. I'm uh, I was talking to one of my coaches yesterday about um, he's supporting me in a uh, I'm doing a free webinar next week, or I think it's two weeks and uh, to lead to a bigger program. Now I've done the free webinars before I've done um, lots of paid webinars for people as well. And I'm not I'm not uncomfortable doing those, but what I'm uncomfortable doing, and I told him I'm nervous about it, is um, basically offering this program at the end of my session with them where I supposedly selling a program, right? You don't like to think of it as selling, but it is selling. There's no two ways around it. And that makes me nervous because I start to think of what people will think of me. And it's, he said, it's good to be nervous. You'll be fine. But it's good to be nervous because you're stepping into some newer ground. You're testing the waters with something you don't usually do. Like I block, I usually, um, you know, brush it under the rug for the last five minutes, I might say, but I have to do this in a longer process. So, and I haven't even written it properly yet. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm nervous, but it will come and it will come to me. I have to let it sit for a bit. And, um, and but the nerves are good. And I suppose he's right that when we get into that new territory, we might be nervous, but it's a positive energy and it is what will move you forward. Right. 
It definitely is. What I love what, what you're saying is I, in the process of offering this course, I started offering it during a master class. And like you're saying, you know, we actually built it into the risks module of the master class. Mm. It's a risk. Do I start this? Do I start this now? Do I ask? So I said, rather than wait for it to be strategies and here at the end, here's an offer yes. to buy a course or yeah. to join me for a group coaching or, or a private program, yeah. I'm bringing it up during risks so that the story about the risk, the reminder, we're invested, we really care about helping others solve problems. Right. And we don't sometimes let others know it feels like it's a pitch because every word is written and planned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, that's good. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. So um, I think this is still valid for you because you talk about building living bridges. Is that so? Okay. Tell me what you mean by that. Cause that's on your, pro on your profile as well. So as relationship builders, and I really appreciate this conversation with you, sometimes uh, we have relationships that aren't fresh in a, in a certain sense. A good uh, example is during the beginning of the pandemic, somebody I hadn't spoken to in 10 years reached out on LinkedIn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was just a conversation like out of the, out of the, out of the blue. On the other hand, somebody I had seen three years ago reached out and sent a text to start selling stuff. And I think mm -hmm. what, what happens is we're trying to make sure everything's vibrant, that it's kind of, that it's alive. Um, you know, uh, you were saying it and somebody else said it before about things being really positive. Sometimes we're starting from zero. We're starting from cold. And it may feel like, you're planting a seed, you're waiting to water it, nurture it, cultivate it, you know, add nutrients, mm -hmm. waiting for responses. People feel like they're ghosted and they're waiting for things to kind of come alive. My part about building living bridges is we're really trying to connect with people personally, professionally, mm -hmm. privately or out in the open. Mm -hmm. It's that it's that simple. So the bridges, how can we narrow the space? How mm -hmm. can we shorten the climb kind of, you know, I think of that beautiful bridge in, uh, Sydney, in, uh, Australia. in Sydney, yeah. Australia. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's on my bucket list. I want to yes. climb that bridge, yes. but mm. you think about it too. It's wide. Mm -hmm. It feels like there are gaps. It's just like the, the, the four professional gentlemen who have a wide variety of services and they're trying to figure out how do I reach women of different mm -hmm. ages? Mm -hmm. That bridge is needs to be across cultures, across yeah. generations, across genders, mm -hmm. and across our styles. Mm -hmm. And that's really where the build living bridges is. We're all trying to wake it up. You want it to be fresh. It's like that dish on the stove somebody's going to make tonight. They're going to add a hot sauce to it. You know, it's, we all, we all look at it from so many different angles, but the living bridges would just mean we're able to reach out and touch another person. Mm -hmm. And what I, love about, yeah, what I love about that is that we can do that. We can reach out and touch other people in so many different ways now, as long as we're aware and conscious of it, that we can make a difference in somebody's life with the tiniest little thing. For me, it's acting on my promptings to send cards, because that's part of what I do and part of who I am now. And I teach people about 
um, acting on your promptings. And it's all about building relationship and connection with other people and making people feel connected. So yeah, love that. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you my second to last question because I love to ask this question before we get into the end piece. And it is the one I tend to ask most of my guests and it's all around the word curiosity. So that's my favorite word and I'm sure you love it too. And I, um, I would like to know, it's a two-part question. Number one, do you believe that curiosity is innate or learned? And part two, what are you most curious about today? I think curiosity is both innate and learned. I'm grateful for people like Jeffrey Davis of Tracking Wonder to remind us of the explorer, to show up, to be curious with wonder and to kind of explore it. And that's why I think it may be innate and we forget or we suppress mm. the curiosity. So sometimes we then need to learn how to add it back in kind of with privacy and privacy in the sense that you may be really curious and it's the wrong time to ask questions. <laughs> yes. It's the point. wrong, it's, it's the wrong point. time or place to explore. Yes. And yeah. I apologize. Thinking of Jeffrey Davis kind of helped me forget the second part of the question. What, what's okay. the second part? That's okay. The second part of the question is what are you most curious about today? What I'm most curious about today is balance. And the reason why we're in between a couple of storms here in the Northeast. And I'm finding on these high wind days, it kind of feels like we can be pulled in a bunch of different directions. And I'm trying today to be really curious about ways to stay censored and to balance. In a little bit, I'll do some positive intelligence PQ reps mm -hmm. to help. But yeah, ways to kind of stay in balance. It seems like the wind is trying to pull us in different directions, just mm. as other things are trying to distract from the attention. I'm trying to stay in the energy lane today and stay balanced. Okay. So that's really what I'm curious about, ways to maintain that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so what would be um, your, um, your nugget of business information that you would like to leave with my audience today? What would you, what's the one thing you would like to share? The one thing I'd love to share is the reminder that the solutions that you offer, whether they're products, services, wisdom, insights, trainings, your gems are needed by somebody. You know, sometimes we, um, we develop them, we build them, and we forget to share them. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for, we're stuck in analysis paralysis or in some sort of perfection paralysis. So I'd really love to encourage others to do, to try, we need to try and get out of our own ways and do whatever we can to brighten every dimly lit corner in our fragile world. So others benefit from your gems and they thrive and flourish. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. Thank you so much. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your positivity and um, what you, the light that you bring to the world. I love it. So how can my audience find you? I'm going to put it in the show notes. I think it's your website, right? My website, but really 
come hang out for Impossible Live on Wednesday, on Mondays at two okay. Eastern right. in um, on LinkedIn. Easiest way to find me. Okay. I also have a, a YouTube channel, the letter B, the word visible with Mel. Um, and if you're on LinkedIn, come pop into one of my monthly open houses so we can say hi and, and toast and share some smiles across the miles and bring, bring a friend. Sounds good. I'll see you there. Look forward to it. And thank you so much to my audience for being here as usual. I uh, appreciate you. And if you like what you heard, please go check out Mel on LinkedIn. That seems to be where she hangs out as so do I. And, um, and if you like what you heard, please leave a review We that we thrive on that in the podcast world. So I appreciate that. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.